You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. It's not easy being the most fascinating man I know. That's right. I wasn't just born this awesome. Life has not always been this cool. But uh, it's, it's a burden I carry on my broad, broad shoulders. Now, nah, enough of the bullshit. Welcome back to On The Run. Does my voice sound better? Still a little bit on the squeaky end. Thank you for everyone who bared with me the last few weeks here at On The Run and over at the Second Print Comics podcast as I have been recovering from laryngitis, which is not fun. Not fun at all. Not to, not to humble brag, but we just released an episode of uh, Free Exchange over at the Badger Institute where I still recorded that episode and I sound like uh, old man Ron Paul talking about the mon- monetary supply. You know, we, 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 we need to talk about how how the Fed is destroying the value of our dollar. I was, I was very proud of myself and I don't think I could have achieved that without laryngitis. But uh, yeah, it was weird being knocked down my... Uh, being knocked on my butt for so long. I didn't do jujitsu. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't even cook. I've ordered Uber Eats more times in those two weeks than I ever have before. Uh, I wanted to write a book, but I started looking at my notes, and I, I think I must have been like a fever dream or something, because I don't even think that was comprehensible English. It was just kind of freaky. But yeah, back to normal. Getting back to normal. Getting back to trends when you've just been, like, lying on your back the entire time is hard. When I went grocery shopping, that felt like the biggest pain in the ass I had to do in a while. And it wasn't even much. I mean, I was cleaning my apartment at the same time, too. So, I mean, I'm trying to just look like a normal, functional human being. I took a nap in the middle of the day, and I woke up, and I'm just like, oh, you useless sack of shit. What are you doing with your time? And uh, I, I, I know why you're all really here. You read the title, which is how I created a new passive stream of income in 24 hours. Uh, I promise we're going to get to that towards the end. But for now, I want to go ahead and tell you a story. Um, last few months have been, have been a trying time for me. It really has. 
uh, challenges on the work front, on the home front, on the personal front. Uh, I put out multiple shows a week, two episodes of On the Run, one episode of Second Brain Comics podcast. I edit and produce uh, four episodes of Crashing the War Party a month, and I also host and produce two episodes of Free Exchange a month, and I do my newsletters, and I go on other people's shows, and I work, and I do jujitsu, and I try and keep busy because, honestly, the truth is it's not that I'm just a super efficient person. Um, no, I, I, I've been clinically clinically diagnosed as a workaholic. I had a therapist one time tell me that if I did not calm down on working so much and feeling guilty if I was not working, I would die young. Uh, because you see that with people like who are investment bankers or people like in Silicon Valley. You see these relatively young people with receding hairlines and abnormal heart rates, and they eventually just kind of kick the bucket. But um, I, I learned to temper it a while ago, and I'd like to think that during COVID, when I was working from home full-time, that was one of those opportunities for me to really dial things back. Instead, I, I, I went apeshit and just you know started little businesses, started more projects, started doing a lot more stuff. This was supposed to be a once-a-week show, and then it was like, well, I got so much time, might as well try and kill another day. And, um, you know... I, I work because of a, of a couple of things. One, it, it gives me purpose. I find purpose in work. I'm not saying that as a good thing. I think people that find purpose in work, um, it, you know, when, when things don't work out or when something bad happens if that work, their whole lives just go to shit. If you've had a bad day at the office, if you know, you've lost a job or something, but you defined yourself through your work, suddenly you become nothing. Um, I went into a very severe depression when I was let go on my birthday. I was severanced uh, from that uh, French company that we don't talk about anymore. And um, I was in a very, very deep depression. But what I told myself was that, that I was going to define myself through myself, um, which sounds all flowery, but really it was just my, my way of trying to find fun, find purpose. I still worked. I still did stuff. I tried to travel. And, um, you know, I think I've gotten better about it. I forced hobbies on myself, you know. Um, it's one reason why I do jujitsu because I don't make money from jujitsu. I'm not great at jujitsu. Um, jujitsu is incredibly hard, but jujitsu gave me something where this was just me and the only person who can benefit from the results is me and the only person who has to deal with the struggle is me and it's just me. It's just a me thing. It's my outlet for me. And I've, I found that to be a big escape. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, um, don't, don't get, don't get confused because I think some of you get confused when you message me on social media and stuff like that. Um, everyone puts on a persona. Everything is about making yourself your own celebrity. The photos I put online are photos that make me look good. I'm not going to put on photos that make me look like shit. That's what you guys are for when you take photos of me because y'all fucking suck at taking photos of me. Um, it's what happens when, um, you know, we, we get we get to these points where, well, I don't put on, an, I don't feel like I'm putting on an image of being super successful. That's how it comes across for people that don't know me because I think 
people that know me would relatively call me, you know, uh, uh, a neurotically workaholic person. Everything I do, I do sometimes to excess. And, um, you know, the, the fun that comes of things comes at a price. And, you know, I say it all the time. I'm not a millionaire, but I'm going to be one one day. I'm not a champion jiu-jitsu fighter, but I'm going to be one one day. I am very comfortable. And this whole show, if you followed me from the beginning about a year and a half ago, has been about one thing, achieving as much freedom and as many options to live life on your terms. And this has been me chronicling my journey to becoming a better version of myself. Um, And through that, being financially independent, which I have achieved, and becoming uh, fully or semi-retired by the time I'm 38. Um, And I'm still on that course. And if you've been listening to every episode over the last, you know, hundreds of episodes, it's been up and down and up and down. But I'm at a point in my life where I'm very comfortable. And I'm, I'm, I moved here in May and things got a lot more comfortable because I'm in a very good job. I have many streams of income coming in. I have extremely low expenses and I've got a lot of time. And this is an incredibly affordable place to live with many opportunities. And when you're a person like me, you try and take advantage of it. But I had a, I, I had someone, young guy, about 19, 20 years old, uh, text me the other day. And he was like, how do you do it? I'm like, oh, he's about to be a smart ass. Was he asking, how do I do what? He's like, you do so many podcasts and you run, you know, small businesses and you consult and you coach and you do jujitsu and you've got a fiance and you do all this cool shit. How are you not sleep deprived? And that's, that's what, that's where I realized it was a genuine question. He's like, how, how are you not sleep deprived? That's projection. He's putting a fear that he has onto me, assuming it's mutual. And the truth is I am very sleep deprived. Honestly, I can't say I'm like extremely sleep, sleep deprived. I have prioritized, um, I have prioritized sleep because I realize that when I sleep and when I sleep soundly, uh, my whole life is better. And I've really tried to prioritize that because I used to be like, I'll sleep when I de- when I'm dead. How can I sleep when I have to do all this shit? And now I'm like, I can't get anything done. I am so inefficient unless I, un- unless I sleep soundly. So I messaged him back and I, I was like, dude, I've got seven days in a week and I've got 24 hours in a day. And, there are things I want to do and there are things I have to do. And I simply make time to do it. It's not easy, but these are priorities of mine. So I have to prioritize them. And the only difference between me, somebody who comes from a very modest background, the only difference between me, somebody who was not a great student academically, the only difference between me and all these people with so much potential and all these people with so much backing is that I do the things I want to do. Now, what he should have asked me was, how do you make time to do all that? I make the time. I've got, you know, my, my nine to five, but I've got a few hours in the morning. I've got six to 10 o'clock at night where I can still work. Why don't people work during that time? Oh, I deserve a break. Let me tell you, the only reason why I can afford to do jujitsu, which is an incredibly affordable sport, by the way, 
I, I think I think people, you know, sometimes think when you get into that stuff, it's gonna be like some like you know McDojos where they're gonna charge you an arm and a leg for everything. It's an incredibly inexpensive sport to get into. That's why I think everyone should sign their kids up for jujitsu if they if they if they have kids or even sign for jujitsu themselves. Get the whole family involved in jujitsu. The world would be a better place. Um, is because each time I want to do something extra, each time I want to buy something, especially if I'm going to do something, like I'm going to buy into like a membership or something on a monthly basis, I make sure that I have a stream of income outside of my primary income that can pay for that. I've got subcontractors I pay through my contracts. And if let's say I need them to do something just for me individually, I pay them not through my regular uh income, I pay them through what I get from clients, from commercials. So the commercials that you hear at the beginning of the show, and you listen to those, that helps me out. Um, through copywriting, through ghostwriting, through all that stuff. Uh, my goal has been to have my nine to five fund my life, but everything else I want to do comes through my side hustles. And about 95% of that side hustle money that I make I end up just investing. I've, I've spoken a lot about investment in the show. Um, I, you know, a, a majority of Americans who are financially free from debt, who have a three to six month emergency fund, I think they put between 10 to 15% of their monthly income into investments. Um, when I take all the money I put in, so I'm putting in a majority of my side hustle money, but I'm also putting in a good chunk of just what I make from my that nine to five paycheck, I'm putting in more like 35 to 40%. Roughly. I invest a majority of my money. But with that said, you know, uh, everything I do, I treat like a job because everything I do, you know, you have to, you have to do it with the intention that whether it's going to make you a millionaire or not, you should at least be doing it to the point where you deserve and have earned the money that you make from it. All my podcasting is monetized. On this show, we play ads now. There's affiliate links, which are all links to things that I use that I, I endorse in the show notes. When you sign up for those, you get something for free. I get something out of it. That's how it works. Uh, Second Print Comics podcast, when Mark Claire and I started that, the goal was no ads. Have we played some ads every once in a while? Yeah, that was usually a trade that we did with people. But for the most part, 99% of our episodes have been ad-free. Um, that's why we do the Patreon where you get free shows, interactive stuff, you get comics out of it. So that's a show where we did everything through that. And then, you know, I'm paid to edit, paid to produce, paid to copyright, paid to ghostwrite, paid to coach. Everything I do makes money and all that money goes back to the things that are going to make me more money. But, um, you know, this kid, for example, like if he wanted to start a podcast, even if let's say he had no goal in terms of expanding his wealth, power, influence, I, th- I feel like I owe Jason Stapleton a nickel each time I say that. Um, if let's say he, he, you know, that his goal was not to be me, but his goal was to do some of the things that I do, he could do it. Very easily could do it. You know, your standard podcast. One day a week, half an hour. He has a half an hour a week, 10 to 15 minutes to edit and get, get a show up. He could do that if you want to start a podcast. Well, I'll do jujitsu. Most jujitsu memberships only require that 
um, you know, oh, I, I think the base plan is like, one, you know, you're, you're paying one month's fee for one class a week. You could do jujitsu one class a week. Plenty of people at the gym I go to do it. I, I wanted to do unlimited classes, so I paid the unlimited classes membership, and I go three or four days a week. I'm not dying on my couch. He, he could do one day a week. Fiance, well, you know, he needs to go get a girlfriend first. All these other things, I mean, he, he could do it. Anyone can do what I do. It's extremely basic. And everything that allows me to afford the things I want, pay for the opportunities I want, not have to worry about things as much, um, you know, it's all just stuff I learned online, stuff I've met people and learned from. You know, re- real case of example of me being in a situation where, um, you know, the, the, the money came and I didn't even have to really worry about it. When I was sick for a couple of weeks with the flu and I was down for the count, like I took, I, I was really lucky. I'm blessed about this. I took a, I took paid sick leave. So I had sick, paid sick leave opportunity. I could also work from home. So I still worked from my laptop. I worked remotely. But like I, I was having to order Instacart. I don't like doing that. I don't like paying premium to have people go, deli- you know, pick up and deliver my groceries. I could do that myself. But, you know, need, need to do it. I, it was bad. Uh, didn't have the energy to cook. Didn't have to do that. So I ordered out a bunch of times. I paid in a, in a, and, and, I, and I always feel like I'm still a GameStop cashier at my heart, making seven twenty five an hour thinking, oh my gosh, I could afford a McChicken from the dollar menu today. I spent more on Uber Eats and Instacart in five days of being sick than I have ever spent on eating out in like two, three months. I spent a god-awful amount of money doing that. And the reason why is because in the midst of all that, Still working, still doing everything. You see, most people just have one or two paydays, depending on where you live. Here in Wisconsin, you get paid once a month from your from your primary job. I get paid three to four times a month, maybe five if I'm lucky. So that's like once a week, once or twice a week, I'm getting money. Um, I was able to basically live a hedonistic uh, recovery because my side hustle money, I just paused my auto investments on some stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine not buying single stocks today. I'm still, still have an automatic transfer for a mutual fund. I still have my, my matching contribution for my 401k, not putting as much in investments this, this month is not the same as not putting any. So I'll be fine. And, um, you know, I bought all that and I was fine. When I looked at the bills, I was like, holy shit, you've made it, son. You've made it to the point where you can spend hundreds of dollars on this shit and it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to take you back. It's not going to harm you. You're not, you're not going to have to worry about it. That's what these situations are for. Didn't even have to touch my emergency cash. Didn't have to do that. In fact, I bought crypto. I bought more single stocks. I bought a freaking silver bar. Don't ask me why. I, I freaking did. Well, if you listened to a few weeks ago, the Costco pizza investing for doomsday episode, I'll explain why I bought silver. But, um, but you know, I, like I did that, like it was one of the situations where it's just like, I, I have this blessing through my work or my passive income and my active income can cushion life because money won't solve all your problems, but a lot of problems can be solved with fucking money. 
And um, it, it's just one of those situations where I'm just, I'm just really happy. And I, you know, in those situations, I kind of laugh at it. I'm like, look at where I'm at now in my life. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one of those guys just throwing cash out, doing stupid shit. A lot of people I went to high school with who were the assholes are still richer than I'll, than I am, or will probably ever be. But like, you know, I look around, especially right now, especially post lockdowns and I'm living better than people twice, three times my age. I'm one of the youngest people in my apartment complex. This is a very expensive place to live. People look at me sometimes and they're like, how can he fucking afford to live here? His parents must help him. No, I write the checks myself, balance the books myself. I earn my own money. And um, it's, it's a good feeling and I try not to think about it much, which is why when things like that happen, when I can order Instacart and Uber Eat because Uber Eats because, you know, I'm, I'm down for the count and I feel like shit and I look at the bill at the end of the week, I'm like, fuck, how can I do this? I look and I'm like, oh, because I put in the work and I can do it. it the, the, the excuse of I don't have time, just that's a lie. It really is a lie. I mean, I, I, started, I started podcasting when I was in fucking college. College kids are the ones that tell me the most that they don't have time. And then I meet people my age who have kids or a job or, or multiple jobs, and they're like, oh, well, I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to start a side hustle. That's not true. You have time to go do things. Um, be, because I'm, I'm out here alone, one thing I try and do to just get out is I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to the movies when there's a new movie out. And, uh, for me, that's a treat. For me, that's something I really do. Like, you know, it's, it's a first world thing that you just appreciate. Going to the movies even now is still expensive. But I see people there and I hear them complaining about splitting the cost of tickets, splitting the cost of food, you know, complaining about their bosses and shit like that. And I'm like, you know, with the hour and a half to three hours that you're watching this movie, you could have done something about it. You really could have. And it's not like there's a secret. Like, I tell people, I joke all the time. I joke about this at work. I'm a YTU grad, a YouTube university grad. I, I, was, I was writing articles and shit in my local public library because the Wi-Fi was good and because I could grab books on finance and copywriting and stuff like that from the fucking library. When was the last time I saw you went to the library? I was the guy perusing through Barnes & Noble buying Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all the other shit to read, most of which, you know, I... I would sell back. It's like a used bookstore. <laughs> Just try and get something back after a few months and you can't go return it because I still really couldn't afford it, but I still did. You know, it, it, investing, I, I feel embarrassed that I didn't start actively dividend investing in the single stocks and stuff like that until I was 25. 25. Don't get me wrong. If I hadn't learned about it sooner, uh, I had bad spending habits when I was younger. I also had a problem with the fact that I wasn't making money. My first year out of college, I made $4,000. Think about that. I, I was living at home. My parents had told my parents, I'm going to be a full-time podcaster. I could do this. And I made $4,000, a majority of which came from just being staying uh, as an officer in the in the National Guard. Think about that. Like, I still remember that. And I still remember at one point I left an internship as before I was, you know, makeup salesman working at the Washington Times and stuff in 2019. 
I remember uh, working at GameStop during the holidays, Thanksgiving through New Year's, and uh, working as many shifts as I can between two stores, got promoted to cashier, um, you know, working as much as I possibly could. And I went home one day and I saw my paycheck after working, uh, you know, full two weeks. And my dad came in and he saw it and he's like, wow. And I looked at him like, I've never worked so hard for so little money in my life. And I cried. It was fucking tough. And I look back at that and I don't, I, I don't try and feel bad for myself because even then I was setting up better habits because I was copywriting. I was a, I was a columnist for a website. I was still making money through other things. This was like two, three years after I had had the year where I made like four grand. But like, you know, I, I bring up dividend investing, for example, because I have friends that, and people that I know who don't want to dividend invest because they're like, oh, well, I don't just want to put all this money in just to make a, a penny a month. It's like, that's not how it fucking works. You keep putting in and you develop good habits and you develop a stream of income. So that way you're not just saying, well, put $25 a month. You put in $500 a month. You could put in $1,000 a month, more than that a month. Point is not to just put in little and expect a lot. It's got to grow. Time and compound interest are on your side. All these people that are like, oh, I hate the stock market. The stock market is rigged. Shut the fuck up. The stock market is the only way that most Americans will ever make a reliable stream of passive income. The stock market treats you better than a savings account where you're going to get like a penny a month and inflation is killing it to 2-3% a year. You, you buy into an S&P 500 ETF or something like that, you can at least res, you know expect around 10% returns if you don't pull out your money. So you got a double loss. And if let's say you pull out your money with a little bit of profit, guess what you got? You got to pay taxes on that. Keep your money there. Reinvest your dividends. Let time and compound interest and the greatest economy in the world, regardless of who's president, help you out, and you'll do fine. You'll do fine. That's why I still have a Robinhood account. I've, I've got mutual funds. I've got Roths. I've got all the traditional stuff. But what I'm going to start pulling from once I hit 38 is I'm going to start pulling from those Robinhood dividends. That taxable brokerage account is what's going to go ahead and pay my bills. It's going to cover my, my rent, my cell phone, my payments, whatever. It's going to pay for all that. I'll never have to worry about that because I've got a system. But, um, you know, people, people still think that it's out of hand. People still think that's out of reach for them. That's only for ultra-wealthy people. Let me tell you this, and this is something I had to tell myself. Nobody is coming to fucking save you. Nobody is ever going to love you or care for you on this earth more than you. Well, Rems, oh God, and Jesus loves me. Yeah, they, they, they love you. They love everyone. But it's not the same in the way of people that are going to give you knowledge. They're going to give you time and resources. You've got to take that. They gave you a brain and hands and eyes and ears. If you're an American or if you're living in a developed Western nation, you're one of the luckiest people in human history. You have a cell phone. You know how much I learned on a cell phone riding the metro into D.C.? You know how much I learned about 
affiliate marketing and research and how to start an online business, how to build websites. I was building websites for stupid money at one point for campaigns in 2018. I made more money from building websites than I did work. I made more money from building uh, like five websites than I did the entire four months I was working at GameStop. I can tell you that much. I can tell you that. But all this to say, and I promise I'll jump over to why you're really here. All this to say is that you and I and Bill Gates and everyone else, Elon, we all have one thing in common. We have the exact same amount of time. And if anything, I would argue we have the same amount of resources at base level. We have the internet, which is the greatest equalizer in human history. It has freed more people from poverty and abject slavery than anything else. That's why so many, so many people want to control it. There's so many competing interests, governments, corporations, banks. Because mo- most of the time, they're just assuming that you're too stupid. You won't go and save yourself anyway. I'm sorry, my friends. No one else is coming to save you. I can't save you. All I can do is try and put this out there into the world and let you know that Moron here actually has done all okay. And Moron has made many mistakes, but Moron is living a comfortable life and Moron is happy. Even on my worst days, I'd rather be me now than be GameStop me a few years ago. But Moron was not happy recently. (laughs) Well, I was laying down and I was ordering my hundreds of dollars of Uber Eats and Instacart and shit, paying for movies on Amazon that I didn't even ultimately like. Um, I got greedy and I wanted to be productive. And I had a goal. I had a goal at the very beginning of the month, right before I got sick. And it was a goal that was actually supposed to be something that would take me through the remainder of the year. I was like, you know, I'm very happy with everything I've done. I don't need more clients. I don't need that much more work. I would like to build a new stream of income, though, preferably passive, but I'll take an extra active stream of income if I can. I even thought about going out and getting a job on on a Friday night or Saturday, but, you know, I I also want to go home for Thanksgiving and stuff like that, and that's just not going to happen. And I don't don't need more bosses in my life. So I was like, you know, it's got to be passive. So I called a good friend of mine who who is my publicist and also, you know, I consider her a mentor and a business coach. And I told her, hey, I've got these ideas. I did some quick research on things that I don't currently do, drop shipping, um, you know, other stuff like here's my list. What do you think is possible? And we worked through it. And uh, you might not have somebody like that in your life, but I bet you've got somebody who you admire in your immediate circle who could give you advice, a parent, a friend, a colleague, somebody you know from, you know, cigar bar, gym, whatever. We know somebody who we could ask, and almost everybody wants to give advice. So whether whether it's that or not, you've got somebody. So think of that somebody. So I talked to this somebody. We go through the list. And ultimately, I, I, I narrow it down to one thing. I was going to go ahead, and I. this is me telling you now what I did. I'm going to be honest with you. This is not financial advice. I can't tell you what to do with your money or your assets. Uh, go ahead and consult a certified financial advisor. Um, that's it. This is just me. This is my opinion. But um, what I realized what I was not taking advantage of was I wanted to expose myself more towards uh, crypto assets. I do invest in, in Bitcoin and other things. But, um, you know, as of right now in the crypto world, there are many opportunities to make passive income through staking your crypto, which means 
you invest crypto into something and you get an APY, which is, you know, we're, we're seeing APYs as, as high as like 15% on, on what you stake. It's crazy. So what I did was I went ahead and reached out to somebody who really knows about this stuff, like is way, way smarter than me about it. And I told him, hey, you know, I'm thinking about staking some crypto. What do you advise? What do you do? I did my own research and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start staking in Ethereum 2, which is an Ethereum upgrade to the Ethereum blockchain. They're going from proof of work to proof of stake. So if you convert your existing Ethereum into this new Ethereum 2 on Coinbase, which, by the way, if you want $10 in free Bitcoin, uh, go ahead to my newsletter, uh, remso.substack.com. There's a Coinbase link in there. Uh, Join Coinbase today and get uh, $10 in free Bitcoin. But anyway, on Coinbase, um, you can go ahead and convert your existing Ethereum into this Ethereum 2. You lock it for, I think, two years, and you get a 4.5% APY. Um, which is a pretty amazing return. I mean, you don't, you don't get that on your cash in the bank. You, you don't get that really anywhere. It's it's insane. So I, I put it into Ethereum too, but I also went ahead and bought ADA, which is the coin that's native to the Cardano blockchain. Cardano is a fork of Ethereum. And uh, Cardano is going through a long process where they are going to give you, at least on Exodus, where I'm doing this, I'm doing this through the Exodus wallet, um, they will give you 4.5% AP. I'm sorry, I don't know if it's 4.5 or 4.9. I got checked today. I, I know it just changed based off where, like d- depending on where you're staking, there are different pools. So where you put your Exodus somewhere is probably you're going to get a different APY than I might get. But I'm getting like 4.5, 4.9% APY by staking ADA. And uh, you get your rewards every 30 days. And what I'm doing is I'm just investing my ADA rewards back into it. And I don't know how long it's going. I keep Googling, like, how long can you stake ADA? Um, For Ethereum, too, I think it's for, like, two years. But with this, they're like, it's going to be a while. We got a lot of work to do. Uh, ADA, you know, Cardano doesn't even have smart contracts yet. I think they're going to have it by the end of 21. But, like... Cardano is like, we're going to need a lot of people and we're going to need a lot of collateral. And if a lot of you get involved in this, you can make a lot of money. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to start staking my crypto. So threw all my Ethereum into Ethereum 2. Um, and I went ahead and converted all my, I call it my cash crypto because Bitcoin, I'll never sell it. I'll never trade it. I treat that as gold. I treat stuff like Dash, Litecoin as digital cash. Converted all my Dash and Litecoin into Cardano, bought a whole bunch more Cardano, started seeing what I could get through this very, very generous APY over time. And I was like, that is one of the easiest forms of passive income I've ever encountered in my life. I, I think I think my, uh, my dividend stocks are getting kind of jealous with the amount of time and attention I put into Cardano staking. So that's what I did. It literally took me 24 hours. I had an idea. I gave myself to the end of the year. I spoke with my trusted person. I then spoke with a specialized advisor. I did my own research, and then bam, I'm making money in my sleep, which is the best thing ever. If you are not a crypto person, I strongly suggest you consider it. But, you know, this is just one extra thing. And I'm making like buku bucks off of this? No. But time and compound interest. Money today I didn't have tomorrow, and I don't even have to work for it. That's why I love. Most passive income still requires a degree of activity. 
This one didn't require it. This one still doesn't require it. It's beautiful. So crypto staking, that was my final one. But now I'm like, that was too easy. I want to do something else. I want something else. I want another stream. I already got my additional stream by the end of the year, several months early. What am I going to do? So I have a project in mind, and I think it'll take me probably about six months to make it work on the log end, maybe three at the short end if I get really aggressive about it. But all this to say, folks, is that the information is out there. We have a community of people. The, the resources are there. And, you know, you'd be amazed of how many resources are around you. I didn't even realize my friend who was a trusted advisor on, uh, you know, on crypto staking and crypto finances and stuff was as smart as he was. I knew he was smarter than me, but the man's a freaking genius. But, um, you know, with all that to say, I mean, really think about it. We've got the same amount of time. We've got the same amount of days. We've got the same countdown. And we know the risk. Because if you're listening to this show, you're smarter than other people. I'm just going to say it. Because we don't bullshit about the world. We, we educate ourselves on everything around us. We're trying to grow physically, spiritually, mentally. It takes work. And the fact that you're willing to listen to this show and hear a few things that I have to say about this matters a lot to me. Well, folks, I appreciate it. Please leave a rating and review across Al Gore's amazing internet, preferably on Apple. So that way we can get this remnant of people who want to actually get real freedom in their lifetime to be the dangerous men we were men and women we were born to be by thinking for ourselves and living for happiness so we could benefit others there's nothing better than that there's nothing better than blessing others with your own time or blessing others with the money in your own pocket it's amazing especially when you can do it again and again and again let's keep this going as always, I'm sure that you Martinez. Be safe, be good.